Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Hello there and welcome to another Senior Times Woman to Woman podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, did you ever think back to your school days and wonder how all those girls in your class are getting on today? If, like me, you did not manage to keep in touch with any or all of them, wouldn't it be great to meet them all again 50 years after you sat your leaving cert and then all went your separate ways? Well, let me tell you, it takes a huge amount of work to track everybody down and it takes a special woman to take on the task. Rona Kelly is just that special woman. With family names changed to married names and lives built for decades overseas, she would put private detective agencies to shame. Rona was the prefect in our school, and everybody loved her, teachers and classmates alike. And it's my great pleasure to welcome Rona today to share with us the story of how and why she embarked on this search to bring us all back together again. So Rona, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's a real pleasure. And may I start by saying that you haven't changed a bit. Let's start your story at the beginning, eh? Well, I suppose I started school at the age of three, which was particularly young. But what happened was the Clooney nuns bought a house across the road from where I lived. And my brother, who was a bit older than me, had been in another preparatory school. And my parents decided they'd move him to the new convent. And... When we went to see the nuns, and I remember my kindergarten classroom when the builders were still in it on that visit. Following the visit, apparently, I persuaded my parents that I should also be going with my brother to school. So because I was so young, naturally, my parents asked the nuns, would they take me? And of course, the nuns were only too glad at that time to get extra pupils for a new school they were starting up. So off I went. I spent 14 years there until I did my leaving cert. And I have to say they were some of the happiest years of my life. I loved every day of it. Well, I can I can appreciate that. I really enjoyed Clooney. Just so people know, St. Joseph of Clooney, it's in Kalini. South County Dublin, and it's it's still there and still um, plenty of thriving. Thriving is the word, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't start when you did. Um, I went to another school, uh, which was a bit restrictive or not so interesting. But when I changed, when my dad enrolled me into Clooney, I absolutely blossomed. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought the nuns were lovely. They were quite progressive nuns, weren't they, back in the day? They were very broad-minded, and I always felt it was a school that had few rules. Exactly. You know, and the rules they had were gently enforced, if you like. Yes, yeah. There was a warmth about the nuns for me, and I have to say I I kept in touch with the headmistress, Sister Dolores, uh, until she died. We corresponded. Really? That's wonderful. I really, I remember her. I remember them all. Sister Josephine, Sister Patrick, I remember them all. So, yeah, we had, we had happy school days, didn't we? 
Oh, I did, certainly. Yeah. I know I know that wasn't the same for everyone, but um, you know, I suppose we all experience things in life differently. But certainly for me, I have the 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 warmest memories of those days and I felt like it was a home from home. Yes, isn't that wonderful? Indeed, Sister Patrick gave me the keys of the school, the secondary school, for my last two years because I would never go home until, <laughs> you know, I'd be out playing tennis or basketball yes. or whatever was to be, hockey, you know, we'd be there. And she'd keep coming over to see could she lock up and we'd be <laughs> still there. So eventually she gave me the keys and said, oh, lock up when you go home. <laughs> That's wonderful, isn't it? That's wonderful. Yeah. You were you were reminding me recently about the play we performed. Um, when I, when were we in sixth year, fifth year, fifth year? Yeah. Yes. Now, now that was great fun. A lot of schools wouldn't have put up with that. Well, that was an idea you had to rewrite <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. And have parts for everyone in the class, which was why, obviously, with Seven Dwarfs, that was. The starting point, there were seven parts already <laughs> for, for us. And um, we used to help you write it with ideas during lunch breaks. That's right. And we kind of, I think, made it slightly more comedic. Yes. But you were the one who did the writing. And uh, then, as you say, the nuns very kindly agreed to let us put it on. And I think that was a very unifying experience for the class, as often putting on musicals can be in schools. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great fun. And everyone in the class got involved. So, yes, I remember writing that. But um, I suppose it's no it's no wonder I ended up in journalism, is it, when I was writing? Well, absolutely. All the signs <laughs> were there, Marie. You remember you'd write wonderful essays as well, you know. Well, uh, I, I always felt they let us away with everything free expression, which was wonderfully liberating. Well, that was the thing, you know, that we did that and it came from us rather than them, but they then fostered it and exactly. encouraged exactly. it, you know. So we left school and we all went different directions. So uh, what was your direction then after the leaving cert? Well, through a slightly twisted route, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, uh, I eventually, two years after I left, started studying law and became a solicitor. And then I married and I moved away from Dublin to Mullingar, yes. where I lived for nearly 40 years. And I suppose... You know, when you leave school, you you follow your own path. You're caught up with where am I going? What am I doing? You meet someone, you get married, you have children. And time passes without you realizing it. And moving away from Dublin too, I suppose, I wouldn't have had, you know, the, the bumping into people as you yes. would if you stayed around the locality where you went to school. Sure. And so... You know, I I lost touch, I suppose, to a certain extent with most of the class members at that point. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? 
Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. I think when we're in our 20s at that stage, you know, we're very busy. We're, you know, we're very busy, especially with young children with careers um with with uh academia like it's a it's a very busy decade the 20s it is yes and i suppose you're you're more self-focused at that point because you're trying to forge a career uh, and a life for yourself and also i suppose you make new friends in college yes and then they're taking up your social time yeah you know but I suppose then, about 12 years after we had left school, my children were starting to progress and get away from the baby stages. And I just started thinking about everybody. And I'm, I've always been a person who kind of keeps in touch. People I've met on holidays have become friends. Great. I'm still corresponding with my Chinese pen pal from the Bunty comic. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> well, I didn't meet until we were in our 40s. Yeah. And I subsequently went out on a holiday to visit her. And some years later, when we were going on a holiday to Bali, we stopped over to visit her uh, en route back. I just was thinking about everybody and I was thinking, well, this is where I am now. I wonder where they all are. And so the idea of trying to gather a reunion together just took root in my mind. So I started making contact with the few people I did know, was aware of. And each of them had another few that they would know where they were. And so little by little, I was gathering names and addresses, and it took me two years. That's an amazing feat. Two years, because it's, it's over twenty. I mean, there were twenty-two or three of us, or something, or so, weren't there in the class? I, there was about twenty-six of us in total, right? Mm -hmm. And it took two years. It took two years. You see, what yeah. I think is amazing, if if we didn't, you know, become Mrs. Something, you know, it would have been easy, easier and an easy enough thing if we had the same surnames. But like getting married and taking on new surnames just makes the task very difficult. Yes. And in some cases, like for you, for example, somebody knew that you were living at that time in Killarney and they had a sort of a vague idea of where you were living. I, I addressed a letter and they ha they did know your surname, yeah. your new surname. And so I addressed a letter to you with that vague address, you the know. Barney County Kerry, and it got to me. <laughs> it got to you. Yes. That would have been a tack I succeeded with a couple of people in, in making contact. But I suppose the, the one I was so particularly delighted with was a girl who had gone to America and nobody had knowledge of her address or whereabouts. Is this Patricia? That's Patricia, yes. Yeah. And I then, in the course of the two years at some point, I saw the death of her father in the Irish Times. 
And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I have a link. So I wrote the letter to Patricia saying I was thinking of having the reunion. And when I sent letters to people, I had prepared a sort of a questionnaire to sort of find what type of gathering the girls would like. Did they want to meet in the school? Did they want to have the nuns there? Did they want a lunch meeting, a night meeting and so forth? And so I kind of get a majority choice of the type of event I would organise. But anyway, I sent this letter off to Patricia with the questionnaire addressed to her and blank for the address. And I stamped it with more stamps than you would need to go anywhere in the world. (laughs) And I then sealed it, wrote a cover letter to the Irish Times and explained what I was trying to do, that I had seen the death notice in the paper. And if they, I knew they couldn't send me her address, you know, for data protection. But if by any chance they had a contact address for her, could they please add it to the envelope? I had enclosed and posted. And they they did. I think that's a wonderful story. It's amazing that they did that. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it myself. And she she was in the States at that stage. And responded. Wonderful. As the years went by then, obviously, people with the internet got email addresses. Yes, of course. And communications became much easier for me. You can Google everybody now anyway, can't you? Indeed you can, but you don't always find people. You're, I, w- I was actually looking recently for a girl I worked with in America and I sent a letter to the post office. I, again, I Googled and found a death notice for her father <laughs> and it stated the town where she lived. And I posted it to the postmaster in that town and sort of say, put just the town and a kind of a please, you know, find her if you can. Kind of thing. I haven't heard back yet, but I put a return address and I haven't got the letter back yet. I'm still waiting. You do hear stories about, well, on post here anyway, and how, how they get letters like, like to me, you know, Mairead Robinson, Killarney, County Kerry. It's bizarre, really. It's amazing. Yes. Fair play yeah. to one post for all the work that they do. But it took you two years, but you did have a couple of meetings. Now, um, I I enjoyed the big one, the 50-year one, which we had recently, which I thought was very interesting. But you had a couple of meetings prior to that. I did. The first one was 14 years after we left, the two years after it took me to find all the addresses. And I remember that, you know, we were all out in our best bib and tucker. Oh, yes. As you do at that stage in life, you know, you want to put your best foot forward and you want to arrive and everybody just think, oh, you look amazing. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And uh, I did another one then for the 20th anniversary. And uh, I remember I had that in a restaurant, which was run by the guy I had taken to my Deb's dance. (laughs) And he was such a character. Everybody had remembered him, you know. And then by the 25th reunion, we had all passed the 40 mark. And it was lovely because suddenly, you know, we were all comfortable in our skin. Yes. We weren't trying to 
be anybody we weren't. And it, there was just, I think it was a very lovely, relaxed air. And there was a great attendance that time. Um, some of the people who lived abroad, you know, came home for it. Came especially back to Ireland. Isn't that yes. great? That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I had another one then for the 30th. And then there was a gap, I think I just, <laughs> around the 35th, because I'd sort of roughly agreed we'd meet every five years. Yes. And then I, I suppose, you know, there was a lot going on in my life around the 35th. And I thought, oh, I haven't the energy to do it. Yeah. And so it became the 40th. I think the 40th was probably the first one you were able to come to. There was about 14 or 15 of us yeah. at that one. Uh, and then, uh, as you say, we had the 50th, which actually was slightly delayed due to COVID. I had to cancel the original arrangement and re reschedule. I couldn't get over how well everybody actually looked. They, they totally looked like themselves. You know, you think that people will change completely in 50 years. I agree. What was lovely, you know, about having the reunions over the years you got to learn a lot more about your classmates, about how life was for them when we were kids. Yes. You know, which wasn't always as you imagined it was. Yeah. And for some, you know, it was quite tough. And that kind of brought about an understanding of why some people were the way they were when they were in school. You know, yeah. the things that they might have been struggling with or that. And I think, you know, getting to know people better like that is lovely. It really is. I mean, I, I photograph, I think, that you took of us um, in, in the restaurant there recently. And um, I really do think uh, everybody looks extremely well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so and I agree with you. I think we all look the same. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, I I was all, kind of almost embarrassing to people. You know, a fifty-year school reunion, they, you'd expect a load of old women, but we actually looked extremely well. I remember going to actually. That reminds me. I remember going to um, a stand-up uh, thing. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg in New York. She she was doing a stand-up on the stage. She was hilarious, but she actually said mentioned about going to a school reunion and she said it was awful. It was full of old people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because we're all a bit like that. We are fortunate as a class. Sadly, we have lost two members in recent times. But by and large, as you say, we are all very well and healthy. Yeah. And it's interesting that quite a few people, I think that's a Dublin thing, quite a few people stayed around the, the Dublin Dunleary area. I mean, some of us, you know, I was off in Killarney. Well, prior to that, I was in Wicklow and then I was in Killarney and, and you were in Mullingar and then you came back. You know, people do move around, but. That's um, it. Yeah. There were a lot that stayed yeah. in and around. But I think it's fantastic for people who lived abroad, like in the States, that they would actually come home, especially for the school reunion. It just shows how it, uh, how it, in, it's quite powerful, you know, it's quite emotional. It's very interesting to, to see yourself through other people's eyes and to see them and how they've matured and to rekindle those um, relationships. Like when you were talking about the play I wrote, I remembered all that. And like in my head, I was back there sitting at the desk, writing away as we were eating our sandwiches on a Friday afternoon. 
you know, writing all the stuff. It's, 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 um, it's, it's a lovely thing. It's quite emotional and it's a lovely thing. I think what you did is remarkable. And I think, um, it might inspire other people to do the same. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Because it certainly has been for me a very rewarding experience and lovely just to, as you say, rekindle memories with people with whom you've spent very formative years. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I hope that, well, I don't know if there'll be many people out there who would have the energy that you've had to do all of this, uh, tracking everybody down. But, uh, well, you're living proof that it can be done and it's so worth it. It's really and, so You worth know, it. as you said, nowadays it might be even easier with Google. I think so. Yeah, exactly. You know, to, to, and LinkedIn and Facebook yeah. and the various social platforms that you can search. Yeah. And it's great because even if you get the wrong person with the right surname, there's photos up there and you can say, oh, no, that's not her. No, that's definitely not her. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Because people really, this this is the one thing I carry from it, and I've shown the photo to, to family members. We, we really don't change that much at all. That is true. I, yeah. I think the, the underlying person that we were in school is very much still there with everybody. And, and in looks as well, and maybe, you know, a few wrinkles or a few grey hairs, but we really don't... Um, change all that much at all well none of us have had plastic surgery or anything dramatic anyway so well that's <laughs> true actually yes yeah. and yes we still look well Must exactly. be the <laughs> yes well listen it's great talking to you i really have to congratulate you on what you've done i think it's been brilliant i totally was blown away by it i really enjoyed it and i was delighted to meet everyone again um and i think what you did in tracking everybody down is quite remarkable and i hope it will inspire other people to do the same because it's so rewarding on every different level. Lovely to hear that, you know, <laughs> after the effort, because I mean, I did it, I suppose, initially for myself. So it's lovely to hear that others are delighted with it too. Again, thank you for doing that. I certainly thought it was fantastic. And I really think you'll inspire other people to do the same. So I look forward to seeing you soon. It won't be another 50 years, Rona, but I hope to see you soon. I hope not either. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> Take care. It's an absolute pleasure. And I will see you again soon. Thank Bye -bye you. for now. Bye-bye. Phone poker nuoet, and will canapi no fum nis orjoet. Nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone in takatal gwin, on cho, egg daro. An phone klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina. Ta rod egen, gogachtina. Tanismo olis, egg, daro.com.